Hey, Foreclosure Fix family, and welcome to another episode of the Foreclosure Fix podcast, where our goal is to help 1 million homeowners successfully navigate foreclosure. I'm your host, DJ Lojo, and if the mission to help 1 million homeowners resonates with you, please do us a favor, like, subscribe, or share the content with someone you know may help. You can also check us out at theforeclosurefix.com. Y'all, happy new year. Y'all, I am excited for 2024. Um, I'm excited first just to be here, right? To make it into a new year. But the other part is I'm excited because we got some great content lined up for the Foreclosure Fix listeners and family. If you don't know already, my new book, The Foreclosure Fix, 12 Steps to Beat the Bank, Escape Foreclosure, and Turn Your Property into a Profitable Asset, drops February 7th, 2024. Uh, it has been just uh, a journey and a positive journey at that, but it's been a journey nonetheless. And so I'm so excited to get this book in your hands. If y'all interested in checking out the book, please look on theforeclosurefix.com to get more updates and to go ahead and pre-order. Pre-orders should be coming up here shortly. And so y'all check it out. Um, $20 can save you $20,000 or make you $20,000. So it is an awesome book. I am really, really proud of the journey um, to get here. And I'm, I'm, pr I'm proud to share with you all. So please, please, please check it out. The other thing I'll say is that this is New Year's Day. And if you're listening to this podcast and you have been listening to us for a while, I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for you being a part of the journey um, to get people out of foreclosure. It is it is a great, great thing that we are trying to accomplish and do. And everyone who listens, who tunes in, who shares it, I'm appreciative of you. And I just want to start 2024 just letting you know that. Let's just say thank you. Thank you for, for following us and being a part of this huge mission that we have. With that being said, the start of a new year. At the beginning of every new year, we have goals. I know that I write down my goals and I get super excited about the process to get and achieve those goals. But what typically happens is that somewhere after the first 30 days, I stop eating as good because I always have a weight goal. I stop working out as much. Uh, I start consuming junk again. And by the end of the year, I'm like, all right, in January 2025, I'm going to have a six pack or I'm going to lose these pounds. That's what happens to me with my goals. And so if you're anything like me, you know how difficult it is to stay on track with your goals. And so since we're at the beginning of the year, I thought it'd be really important to help you break down what to do if you have the goal of getting out of foreclosure. Now, that's a really important goal. It's a goal that you need to hold on to. It's a goal that's important because where you live is important, but it's also an important goal because there are many ways to accomplish it. And sometimes what happens is that if we have a goal, but there are too many different ways to accomplish it, we get lost. And what I mean by that, if I go back to the example of me losing weight and wanting to work out more and things like that and eating healthier, I can accomplish that so many different ways. I can say, hey, I'm going to go do the Atkins diet, or I'm going to go do the keto diet, or I'm going to get a personal trainer, or I'm going to just work out in my basement and I'm not going to eat any sugar or eat any carbs. I'm only going to drink water. I'm not going to drink anything but, but healthy things, right? That's one way to do it. In the midst of all that, 
so many different confusing roads that you can go down. Well, is this a macro? Is this a, a fat? Is this a carb? Whatever may be the case. And I'm, yes, I'm using workout terminology. I'm using weight loss terminology, but I want you to kind of get that picture in your mind when it comes to foreclosure. You can stop your foreclosure situation a myriad of ways, but if you don't know what's going to be the best for you, if you don't know what's going to be sustainable, if you don't know what road that you want to go down, you can get lost and mess around and not accomplish your goal of escaping foreclosure. And so on today's episode, I want to help you with a couple of different frameworks to help you think through the best way to accomplish your foreclosure escape goal. So the first thing I want to talk about are goals in general. And one of the frameworks that is very popular out there is called a SMART goal. And the SMART is S-M-A-R-T. And the SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. I'm going to run those by you one more time so you understand them. Specific, so the goal needs to be specific. The goal needs to be measurable. The goal needs to be achievable. It needs to be relevant, and it needs to be time-bound. And so when you think about your foreclosure situation, and you think about the best way to move forward, how do you do that? Are you in a situation where you can just reinstate your loan and stay on top of it. So maybe you have a foreclosure situation and it's just because you weren't paying because you're just bad with your accounting. You may sometimes overdraft your account because you're just not paying attention. It's not that you don't have the money. It's just that you are not keeping track of the money. So a specific goal for you may be to say, I'm going to set up my accounts in a way that allows me not to overdraft, that allows me to always have money in the account for my mortgage and things like that. So what are the steps to doing that? One, the specific step is that you may need to open up an account specifically for your mortgage. So that's specific. The measurable is how much money do you want to have in that account? Maybe it needs to be at least two months worth of mortgage payments in that account. That's the measurable part. The achievable is that do you have the ability to get that two months of payment in that account? And if you have the money, it just may be as simple as a transfer or as simple as a deposit. The relevant is it's relevant to your situation. Yes, it's relevant to your foreclosure situation. And the time bound, which is really, really important, is when are you going to do it? You can't say, oh, I'm going to do it this year. It's going to say, I'm going to do it by next week, Friday, or I'm going to do it once a week, or I'm going to do it whatever. So you need to put that time constraint on there as well. And by doing that, it allows you to have a goal. So if that was your goal is to make sure your accounts are not overdraft and you made a specific goal, basically you would say, I'm going to open up a new account by next week, Friday. I'm going to fund the account with, you know, two months of mortgage payments. I'm going to make sure that my ACH is auto debited and set up to match this account. And then I will not be in a situation where I overdraft my account or anything else like that in the future. So a very easy step and a very straightforward way to approach your goals, right? So let's take a more challenging or complex scenario than someone who just has the money. Let's say I don't have the money. I'm broke and I am in a tough situation. Maybe I had a health situation. Maybe I just got divorced, whatever. Maybe something that I just never thought would happen happened to me. I got scammed and I gave my money away to some body in another country because I thought that they were part of my mortgage. So I'm in a bad spot if that's your situation. Then you have to assess your 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 goals. And you have to say, what can I do to keep my house, right? And you want to make a specific, measurable, 
actionable, relevant, and time bound. And you may not know what you need to do. You may say, DJ, I'm, I'm lost. I, I just, I'm in a maze. So one thing may be able to say, hey, I'm going to check out the Foreclosure Fix podcast previous episodes over the next week. And I'm going to listen to them because then I can get some information on what things to do next, right? That's a specific thing. I'm going to listen to some podcasts. I'm going to do it within the next week. It's achievable. It's free. And it's time bound. It gives you that. It gives you that. And it's relevant to your situation, right? So it could be as something as simple as that. The goal doesn't have to be crazy or hairy or just huge or monumental. The goal can be simple. And I guarantee you, simple, smart goals are always the best. You don't want goals that are that are too big or, or too grand. It's like me saying, hey, I am trying to lose 100 pounds, right? If that's the goal. It's much easier to say, I am just trying to lose five pounds. And then when I get to five pounds, I'm going to lose five more. And then before you know it, you build the habits and the processes and the regimen to be able to then lose 100 pounds if that's what your ultimate goal is. But these goals can be small. It can be, hey, I'm going to have a conversation with an attorney about bankruptcy. And I'm going to have that conversation in the next two weeks, right? And so again, you have the specific, a conversation. It's measurable. Did you have the conversation or didn't you have the conversation? Very straightforward. It's achievable. Bankruptcy attorneys love to talk to people in foreclosure. It's a free consultation 90% of the time. So just get the free consultation. It's relevant to your situation. You're facing foreclosure. It's time bound. You're going to do it within the next two weeks. So if you call somebody and they say they can't talk to you for a month, you're going to call somebody else until you find the person who says they can talk to you immediately. Again, the goal for you at the beginning of the year are to do things to get yourself in a better predicament. I know without a shadow of a doubt, when you are stressed out, you avoid things. I do it all the time. And it's really, really important that you don't avoid. And so make small goals that are accomplished, that can be accomplished easily. Another easy goal to consider is I'm going to call my servicer and get a payoff and a reinstatement quote. Again, I'm going to call my servicer. It's specific, measurable. Did you get the payoff? Did you, did you get the reinstatement, right? Is it achievable? Absolutely. They'll send it to you. Not a problem. Is it relevant? It's definitely relevant to your situation and time bound. When are you going to do it? I'm going to do it today, right? Actually, you probably can't do it today because today is New Year's. So you have to do it the next day because they're going to be closed on New Year's Day. So you got to do it tomorrow, right? And, and, and that is the things I want you to do for your foreclosure situation. I want you to go into it with the mindset of, I can do this. I don't want you to have that mindset of, oh, I can't do this or this is not going to work. I want you to have the mindset that you are going to escape foreclosure, that you are going to get out of foreclosure. And so it's very, very important that you start putting these small goals together. The next thing I want you to think about, too, is what else can you do to help you get to your goal faster? Right. So sometimes there's things that you can do to throw fuel kind of on that flame of, of a goal. And so one of the things that I always tell people and one of the exercises I always tell people to do is to do a personal financial statement. Now, if you've never heard of the concept of a personal financial statement, I don't want you to be overwhelmed. It is not something that is difficult or it's not some big financial term. All it is is saying how much money or how much how much money and assets do you have? A lot of times people don't know what they have because we just don't take the time to write it down. It's, you know, in a bank account, it's under the mattress, it's in our in, in our safe, wherever it may be. And so I want you to do a simple, simple exercise to start this year off. I want you to grab a piece of paper and this is not difficult. It can just be a regular piece of paper like this. Grab a piece of paper. All right. 
you're going to draw kind of uh, a T on it at the top, right? So draw a T, right? This is a simple thing. You're drawing a T, right? And it's, you got to excuse me. I got chicken scratch um, for penmanship. And then you're going to put at the top, you're going to put assets, all right? On one side, you're going to put assets. And then on the bottom, you're going to draw another T, all right? Same T, and you're going to put liabilities, all right? So your assets are the things that you have. They're assets. Your liabilities are the things that you owe. And so on the asset side, I want you to put your checking account, all right? You got a checking account, your savings account. And if you have multiple checking and multiple savings account, that's okay. You can just put them all or you can just total them up on that one line. You're going to put your house. Obviously, this is the house that we're trying to save that's in foreclosure. I want you to also put your vehicles if you have vehicles because they have value. And then I want you to put your retirement or stock, right? So you may have a large retirement account or stock portfolio. And then the last thing is any other thing that you have a value. Maybe it's jewelry. Maybe you have gold coins or whatever else may be the case, right? So on the asset side, and then that's on the left side of the T. So, and you got to excuse my chicken scratch. It's very terrible, but that's what you're doing. On the other side, right? I want you to put what you think the value is. So for example, if I have $2,000 in my checking account, the value of my checking account is $2,000. If I have $5,000 in my savings account, the value of my saving account is $5,000. Very straightforward. My house, right? You can use any website to figure out the value of your house. You can look at your tax assessment. If you're using a website like Zillow or Redfin or Trulia.com, make sure that you just don't use the, the final value on there. I like to discount that by probably about, you know, 15 to 20% because sometimes it's wrong. You know, what I always say about those websites is that they, um, they're never right. They're either too high or too low. But in this scenario, they give you a good gauge. So it's not a problem to use them. And we're just looking for a gauge. This doesn't have to be perfect. We're just trying to get an estimation of what we're worth. And so I would just take about 85% of whatever value they give you, right? So let's just say the house is worth $200,000. And then we have some vehicles. Cars are expensive nowadays. So we're going to say our cars are worth $20,000. All right. And then stocks. If you have stocks, maybe in a 401k or portfolio, Maybe you have a uh, 401k that's worth another $100,000 or so. Maybe you got some jewelry. Just be conservative with jewelry because it's something that's maybe sometimes a little difficult to sell. And when you do sell it, you're probably not going to get the full retail value. You're going to get a discounted value. But just say you got, you know, three or $4,000 worth of jewelry, right? And so tally all that up on one side. And then you go to your liabilities and your liabilities are say, okay, who do I owe for the stuff that I have? And that could be, okay, I got some credit card bills and maybe I have, you know, $10,000 in credit card bills. It is Christmas. Christmas just passed. I just, I just swiped it up a little bit, which I hope you didn't do, but that could be the case. So you could have $10,000 in credit card bills. Um, and if you have multiple credit cards, you can do them on multiple lines or tally them all up. No big deal. Then you have your mortgage, right? You obviously owe somebody for your mortgage. And that's where the payoff comes in handy. So you can say, I owe a hundred $75,000 on my mortgage. The next thing you can say is that, do I have any student loans or other debt, right? Student loans, maybe I owe $20,000 in student loans. And then I have a auto loan, right? For my cars that is at $10,000. And then maybe I got medical bills or whatever else may be the case. So you list all these. And then at the bottom, you tally up each one, right? You tally up your, your assets and you tally up your liabilities. And by doing this, you will now have a high level picture of what your net worth is. And so when you subtract 
your assets from your liabilities, if you get a positive number, you got a positive net worth, which is awesome. That means that you may have the money within your realm of resources to be able just to reinstate your mortgage and move down the road. But if you have more liabilities than you have assets, then you may be in a situation where you have to really think creatively about what your next steps are. And I give you this context because as you are making your goals at the beginning of the year, I don't want you to have a lofty goal that's not achievable. The worst thing you can do for yourself if you're facing foreclosure is give yourself a goal that is too lofty and not achievable, right? We want to be real with ourselves. We want to have candid conversations and we want to get the right help to help. Uh, and we want to get the right resources to help us as well. And so by really understanding what your financial situation is, it gives you a step forward in figuring out the best thing to do to start the year 2024 off right. The next thing I want you to realize is that it does not matter what this number is. And say it does not matter is because if your number is like a negative number and you're like, man, you know, how did I get here? Why am I in this situation? It's not a time to beat yourself up or be down on yourself or start to get depressed. It's an opportunity to say, hey, I don't like the number I see and I want to change that. And the beauty of a new year, the beauty of a fresh start is that you can change that. You have the power. We live in the greatest country in the world. And if you're an immigrant, you can come here and be successful. If you were born here, you can be successful. The beauty of America is that it does not matter where you are. We live in the greatest country in the world, and it does not matter where you come from. If you came from America and you live here, you can be successful. If you're an immigrant, you can be successful. And so that is the beauty of our country, and that's one of the greatest gifts that America gives us. And so it does not matter what that number says. It matters what you do about it. How do you change it? How do you move forward positively? That's what really matters. And so I really want to make sure you understand that, that do not be melancholy or downtrodden by a, a lower number than you expected. It's just a reality check and say, how do we move forward in a way that gets us achieving the goals we want to achieve? And the beauty of a new year is that you can do that. I want to remind you that 2024 is going to be an amazing year. I don't know what happened to you in 2023. 2024 is going to be better. I'm guaranteeing you. And that's the mentality. That's the mindset that you have to have, that this year is going to be your year. This year is going to change your life, that you're going to move from a place of financial stress to financial freedom. You're going to take the right steps. You're going to build the right habits. You're going to change your mentality. And that's why 2024 is going to be a great year for you. Not just because you are going to overcome some obstacles, but your mindset is going to change. And so I want to be a part of that journey with you. So please do us a favor, like, subscribe, and check us out and stay connected to us, y'all. I'm here to bring you some of the best content around foreclosure that exists. And so please, please, please stay tuned with our journey. Y'all, with that, I want to go into my favorite part of the podcast, which is the bow tie round. Y'all, in the bow tie round, you are listeners get to tie one on with your host today, DJ Alojo. And the B in bow tie stands for your best advice for someone facing foreclosure. The O stands for one thing you are grateful for. And the W stands for your wildest or most interesting foreclosure related story. The B in the bow tie round today, my best advice is to set smart goals. Y'all, it is so important that you set goals that you are going to achieve. 
right? I'm all for a lofty goal. And my wife says some of my goals are way too lofty. And that's great to have vision. But in the way, in the way you achieve the goal is to have these smart goals along the way that are time bound, that really help put some fuel on your fire and allow you to get to your destination a lot faster. And if getting out of foreclosure is one of those goals, you need to make sure that you are definitely putting tight time limits around them so that way you can move forward expeditiously. All right. Though one thing I'm grateful for, I am grateful for seeing 2024. I had a lot of different experiences in 2023 where people I love died. And the fact that I'm here, the fact that I'm alive, the fact that I'm well is, is a blessing and a testament to the creator of the universe. And so I'm so grateful that I'm here in 2024 and that at the end of the day, um, those people who we lost in 2023, I love them dearly, um, but I pray they are in a better place. And so that's what I am grateful for today. All right. My wildest or most interesting foreclosure related story this week comes from a story a realtor uh, brought to me the other day. And it is just one of those stories where I always tell people that you need to have your expectations in line and in check. If you are a realtor and you are dealing with someone facing foreclosure, you need to reach out to me. We can help you. You need to make sure that you're dealing with people who are not time. One of the hardest things to do is judge someone's motives when you are interacting with them, especially when you're a service provider, because you don't know if they're being genuine or if they're being dishonest. And this story is about a borrower who was facing foreclosure numerous times. But when the realtor met him, this was pretty much the last time he was facing foreclosure. And he had a house that was worth probably around $350,000. So a good value there. And he had a first mortgage that was foreclosing that was in the range of $180,000. And he told the realtor that he wanted to walk away with $70,000. And so if you do the quick math, 180 plus 70 is 250. And so, and the house had a value of 350. And so the realtor said, this would not be a problem. We can definitely make sure you walk away with the $70,000 you're looking for. The problem here is that the realtor did not know the backstory of this borrower. And this borrower had filed bankruptcy over 10 times. So he was a repeat offender and he was habitually looking for ways to trick or outsmart the system. And as a result of these repeat bankruptcies, the first mortgage balance wasn't just 180, it was significantly more. And then the other thing that he felt disclosed to the realtor is that he also had a second mortgage. And so not only did the realtor waste her time in marketing the property and getting showings and getting contracts and things like that, but she also was deceived by a homeowner who was playing games because he didn't tell her all the details of the situation. And so it put her and him in a very, very bad position. Hey, that story illust illustrates the fact that if you are facing foreclosure and you decide to work with a real estate professional to help you sell your house, you need to make sure that you disclose all the information. You need to make sure that you're being honest and transparent. That is the way those individuals make their living, right? Who wants, who wants their time wasted? Nobody wants their time wasted. And so that story is one of those things where it's just challenging when you're working with people who are deceptive. And when you're working with people facing foreclosure who are deceptive, it makes the situation 
just really, really bad and really, really annoying when anything else. And y'all, that's just a reminder of that. We want to treat people the way we want to be treated. And so you got to do good to others if you expect good to happen to you. With that, y'all, that concludes our episode. Again, if the mission to help 1 million homeowners resonates with you, hey, do us a favor, like, subscribe, and check us out. And if you're interested in purchasing the Foreclosure Fix book, which comes out February 7th, 2024, Y'all check out www.foreclosurefix.com and sign up. We'll get you all the information. We'll get you the pre-sales. And I look forward to helping many more homeowners. Y'all, I love you. God bless you. Happy New Year. Let's make this our best year yet. I'm excited to be a part of the journey with you. And I look forward to all the good news and great stories to come. Talk to you soon. The views and opinions on this podcast are for informational purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice. If you have a specific legal question, we highly recommend you contact a qualified legal professional.